You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for Running Around Charlotte, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper. Uh, running a marathon, half marathon, whatever it is, whatever your distance, is a challenge enough for the sighted, that's for sure. But now, imagine to do that, for instance, running the Novon Hell Charlotte Marathon blindfolded or without being able to see, for crying out loud. With visual impairment, that challenge of the distance becomes even greater. You don't see the crowd. You get to hear them, and it's great, but you might not see turns. You might not see bumps in the road or anything else that might prevent you from covering the distance, right? Well, there's a game for that. Paraguides exist for that very reason. Shannon Houlihan is triathlete herself who wanted to help other folks experience the same thing she did as a runner, and hence she came up with Paraguides to help visually impaired athletes go the distance. Welcome, Shannon, to the Running Around Charlotte podcast. We are thrilled to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Now, you are you are a podcast veteran, as you said, so I'm going to launch right into this, <laughs> and I know you've told this story a thousand times. What I wrote and what I read right here is just the beginning of the story. Tell us how you were inspired and tell us how you came to say, you know what, Paraguides needs to be a thing. Well, I love telling our story, so thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. Um, I've been here in Charlotte for three mm-hmm. years, and um, I'm a triathlete, but I've only been a triathlete for the past few years. I never ran until I was 35, and I had She's a 36 now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Um, but um, I love the sport of triathlon. I love running. I love swimming. I love biking. And um, when I got here to Charlotte, just kind of organically, I met some people who happened to be visually impaired, and they were runners and cyclists. And um, it became evident to me kind of the barriers to entry. You know, transportation was was harder and having guides was harder. And so my co-founder and I, who's also a triathlete and has lived here in Charlotte for a dozen years, we kind of put our heads together and wanted to see, well, how can we help be part of the solution for some of these folks? How can we sort of make it easier for them to have access to a handful of guides on any day of the week, you know, if they want to go for a run on Monday at four, they have options so that they're not always limited to the treadmill, which, you know, the treadmill's great, but nobody wants to run on the treadmill every day. Um, or at training. all. Or yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, shall we? <laughs> right. So, so you can see how, you know, how limiting it would be if you can't, if you can't go for a run, the weather's great, everything's great, but you don't have someone to go with you. So, it just kind of became our mission to help connect people with other people who were um, located nearby so it was convenient, the, the mm-hmm. right pace. You know, it, it, you, you can't have someone guiding someone if they can't run faster than that person. Um, sometimes height comes into play. You know, you don't have to be the same height, but sometimes it's nice to be closer to the same height. Sometimes gender comes into play, and some people just enjoy different people's company and style and Mm -hmm. um, the way that they speak. When you guide someone, um, it kind of becomes a rhythm. It's like anything else you do. Over time, it becomes natural. And um, as a runner, I'm sure you guys know the things that kind of go through your head um, saying them out loud is a totally different experience. <laughs> calling calling out a speed bump with yeah. enough time, but not too mm. much time. Uh, it's it's just an interesting skill that you develop over time. 
So can you tell us a little bit about that process and how the interaction goes between the runner and the person that they're running with? Um, just for myself, I know I trip over air all the time. Yeah. And and I'm like, there's definitely air there, air coming up. Oh, tripped over the air. Right, right. Um, Yeah, it's really a learned skill, you Mm -hmm. know, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. And with different people, you know, have different preferences. I run with a gal named Julie a lot. She's training. Um, She'll run the 5K and her husband's also blind and he typically runs the half. And um, You know, we all have different styles. Her husband's name is Jason, his guide, and he have different sort of uh, cadence that they use. And Julie and I use different words. Um, When I'm running, um, probably the most common thing that I say is high feet. And that basically means pick your feet up because either the sidewalk is buckling or there's a speed bump or there's something in the way. High feet Mm -hmm. kind of is a really succinct way to kind of say, like, pick them up because that way you won't just, you know, stub your feet into it. Um, you learn as you're guiding too that less is more. The less words you say, the better. So like you're taller than I am. If I'm guiding you mm-hmm. and there's a branch or a crepe myrtle, it's about to hit you in the <laughs> head. Instead of saying like, oh my gosh, there's a branch, it's going to hit you. I say duck and you duck your head down and then we proceed. Yep. So you kind of learn over time what works and what doesn't work and what works with certain people that doesn't work with other people. And do you have a training program for your guides or do they kind of come upon that themselves? Or? Yes, we do. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that kind of became part of our mission was hosting guide clinics. Um, and we've hosted, I can't even tell you how many guide clinics. We host them all the time um, to train people, you know, what, it, what are our best practices? What have we found to be the best way to succeed in doing this? And part of the guide clinics is... Um, being blindfolded yourself and allowing someone else to guide you. And you kind of, through that process, learn, well, what would I want mm. to hear? What would, you know, what do I want to know? And it's funny, as soon as you put a blindfold on someone who normally has their vision, how they slow up and they pick their feet up, and all of a sudden they're very, very cautious and the pace kind of uh, decelerates. Um, but you learn really quick. Like, I, I want to know that there's a curb and I want to know that a car just whizzed past me, but it's, it's not, it's not near me. It's not going to touch me. That is when, as soon as you said that, I was like, Oh, I could feel that man. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, now have you ever ridden a tandem bicycle before? Absolutely. I guide right. people on tandem bicycles all the time. That's another right. thing that we do. And tandems yeah. are very expensive and we mm-hmm. own a bunch of them and we use them with our athletes. But that is another mm-hmm. big act of faith and trust that the right. person driving the tandem bicycle on the front will keep you safe going 25 miles an hour, 30 miles right. an hour. There's cars in both directions. You know how scary it can be to ride a solo bicycle. Mm-hmm. Well, then think about having an extra person on there right. um, and keeping them safe. Now, I've never guided a runner, but we have a tandem, and I've ridden many people on the back of that thing. So I understand that experience. Bridge me up from creating that kind of trust to creating the trust of someone who is literally under their own power and me having to be almost fully responsible for them. Right. And I don't, I don't know if you've ever ridden on the back of the tandem bicycle. Oh, heck no. Okay. So that's, that's a totally different experience. <laughs> no. So the person on the back is called the stoker. Right, yeah. Obviously the person on the front is called the pilot or the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, so my co-founder, Paul and I, I had, he's twice my size. I had him right on the back and let me pilot him. Um, which was to my for my benefit. I'm a smaller person, and piloting bigger people is a little bit yeah. harder. 
but I put him on the back. He's he's a dude. He's a big dude. And just kind of telling him, like, I'm I'm driving this bike and you're just kind of on it. Uh, it's 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 a big act of faith and trust um, to to allow yourself to be piloted by someone. Wow, I, I just like I said, I yeah. won't even jump in the back. How long have ever back in the car? <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> much less, much less in the back of my own tandem. So, but uh, incredible, incredible leap of faith that I guess somebody has to uh, has to take uh, to not only be guided but also to guide. Um, how do you find people who are potential guides? How do you vet them? And then I'm going to ask you a follow up question to that of how people who want to be guided find you right so um thankfully with the triathlon community and the running community in charlotte is incredible it's deep and it is it they are generous everyone in charlotte is so generous to volunteer their time and we have a database of 180 guides that we've built over Mm -hmm. the last two years and we constantly have people that either run across us on facebook or instagram or through a podcast or through some way reach out to us and say hey this is so cool i want to be a part of this And we have an intake form on our website Mm -hmm. where people can go in and enter their information. But it's very important to us that the people who are out guiding have some some skills and some information so that they will be successful. It's our goal to set people up for Mm -hmm. success and not only for the safety of the athletes and the safety of the guides, but just kind of for, you know, we all want people to be safe on bicycles and running and Mm -hmm. you don't ever want to hear about you know, anything going amiss or accidents with cars or anything. So safety is kind of our number one priority. And that's kind of why we have the guide clinics and why we have pilot clinics. We've taught lots of people here how to pilot because it is scary when you think about taking someone else's life kind of into your hands. You're on a bicycle and anything can happen. And it's a lot of responsibility and it's stressful. Um, so we train people, and I think that's probably the best way to set everyone up for success. That's awesome. Is it like a 12-week course, or is it like <laughs> two years, like a master's degree, or is it like, hey, here's the keys, knock yourself out? That's the way Yash learned how to drive, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. Um, don't tell anyone. But sometimes, and the way I learn is just kind of like, well, here's the tether, let's go. Um, we prefer to have a little bit more. It's not, there's no... Um, governing body that says you have to have so many hours on the kind of like with a driver's license Mm -hmm. but we like to give people every opportunity well hey we're going to practice and shannon's going to ride on the back you know we don't want to make anyone into a guinea pig so i'll ride on the back until we feel like the the pilot on the Mm -hmm. front is you know feeling comfortable and feeling secure on that bike and then paul will ride on the back you know he's twice my size it's a little more stress Mm -hmm. it's a little more weight on the bike you know, it's it's important to us that everyone feel safe and feel confident because I think you make better decisions, both running and cycling, when you feel in control right. and you feel confident and, and you feel like you've been trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you run us through race day and what that looks like? I know um, as a runner, you're setting up like your bib and everything and your shirt and you need to check your socks twice and then you look for body glide and all of that. Yeah. And then you sprint out to the start line because like me, I'm always late to every race. <laughs> but, um, what does that look like if you are a paraguide and if you are visually impaired? How does that process change? Yeah, so you make a good point. Every more time is better. And the more time when you're talking about multiple people and lots of equipment, more is better. Um, a few weeks ago at Tri-Ballantyne, we had seven, or we had six tandem bicycles. So that means six stokers, six pilots, everyone's running, biking, swimming. That's a lot of gear and that's a lot of bike and it takes a lot of preparation. But as a guide and something that's important to us too is you don't just show up at the start line 
and then you race and at the finish line you're done it's it's the whole process you know most of our guides pick their athletes up from the house or, or wherever they live and drive them to the event because transportation is a huge issue when you're visually impaired there are we have yeah. public transportation and there's uber and there's lyft those things are expensive um not always reliable not always on time not always running at the hours that we do these sports um, so it's, it's a full process. You know, we pick up our athletes, we take them to the event, we park, we walk, we put our backpack wherever it's going to go. Um, we get everybody with their bibs on we get to the race start. And at the finish, you know, we, we take the pictures and do everything that you do at the finish, but then, you know, you take your athlete to the restroom and you take them, you know, to change clothes and it's the full process and the full right. experience. Um, a gal that I guide, she's a Navy veteran. She's 60 years old. And she says, well, tell me, you know, is there a beer truck? And is there, you know, make sure that your guides know to tell people that there's bananas and there's, tell them all the options because, you know, you never know what somebody's going to want. Make sure so. we know where the beer truck is. Yes, oh, yeah, you don't want to miss right. that. There's nothing else. <laughs> exactly. It stopped. Everybody went blah, blah, blah. Where's the beer truck? Right. That's awesome. So, yeah, for us, it is the full experience. You know, it's not just from the start to the finish. It's the whole the whole experience, the whole morning or the whole day, whatever it takes. Right. Now, now, and you mentioned it earlier, you have some athletes that are going to be running at the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. How many how many teams do we have? Yeah, so the first year we did it as, as Paraguide was two mm-hmm. years ago, and we had 60 people on our team. Holy cow. Which we had just, I mean, we had just launched, and then – we had 60 people, which included visually impaired folks. It mm-hmm. included their guides, and it included just kind of people who like us and support us and wanted to be out there on the course wearing our gear and stuff. Um, we had another big crew last year. I'm working on building our crew for this year. Um, I'll be guiding a gal named Alexandra in the half marathon this year. She she ran it last year. And um, we'll, we'll plan to have a big crew out there again. We love this event. We love Charlotte. We love being in downtown Charlotte. It's always really cold, or it's been really cold the past few years, but we just bundle up, and <laughs> and it's a great event. 60 people. Holy buckets. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's going to be great. That's going to be great. I, I mean, I do remember I do the microphone at the finish, and I do remember you know calling multiple times, all right, pair of guys, and seeing, you know, just like, you know, oh, I had no idea it was 60 people. That's fantastic. Yeah, and really, that yeah. was the event that kicked us off. That was really what got us going yeah. two years ago. We're not not quite two years old, but it feels like mm-hmm. a lot longer. But that was really our first event, was mm-hmm. building this this network of people to support visually impaired runners for the Charlotte Marathon. Okay, now this is a totally rando question, but I'm sensing a theme between several of the people that we've talked to on this podcast. What is it with us endurance athletes that we want to keep bringing more and more people into this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, it's like, no, no excuse. You can't see? Great. I've got an idea. It's like, oh, great. You don't like food? Great. You don't have to eat. You can just do nothing but drink. It's like, <laughs> there's a thing that we just want more and more people to do it. Why is that? Well, it's funny that you ask that. You know, I didn't get into triathlon until like, I don't know, uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. And it was because of peer pressure. Some friends were like, well, I think you could do this. And I was like, okay, I've never ran a mile and I was a tap dancer, but I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's, you're compelled to do this. And the way that you pay it forward is bringing other people (laughs) into the sport. You know, you can't really pay the people back that got you into it and were your mentors and Mm -hmm. your guides, but it's bringing other people into the fold. And I think, you know, as crazy Mm -hmm. as it is getting up at four in the morning and running out there in the cold (laughs) and stuff, 
We, <laughs> Ooh, no, 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 I feel no. like we all we he all stays up till four. He doesn't know what getting <laughs> yeah. up before is like. You know, my runs start <laughs> at night. All my runs start at night. Well, <laughs> whenever it works for you, right? right? Exactly. But I think you know you want other people mm. to feel that that experience that you feel, and it really is about the experience, the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the the start line and the finish line and the adrenaline and and listening to the crowd and just being out there feels good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. now if if I want to find out about how could I be a guide, or since I'm listening to this, maybe I would want to be guided, or maybe I know somebody who could fit into either one of those categories. How do we find out more about Paraguides? So we have a website. It's paraguide.org, mm-hmm. and um, you can click on. Any, we have a number of tabs. There's a donate tab. There's a guiding tab where you can um, choose. I want to be a sighted guide. I need a sighted guide. Um, we we grant money to athletes. I need a grant. There's all kinds of tabs on our website um, for those different things, and that ends up shooting me an email so that I have you know, a way of contacting right. people who are interested and letting them know when our next guide clinic mm-hmm. is going to be or when our next event is, if they just want to come out and run a 5K with us just to see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. So there's a lot of different ways to reach out to us. Anyone can send me an email at shannon at paraguide.org. And um, I get messages from people from all over. We support not only 40 athletes here in Charlotte, but we have 20 athletes that live across the country. So we have athletes in California and in Texas and Tennessee and New York and, and Florida. So we support people kind of from all over, and we connect them to guides in other cities that we're connected with through triathlon and provide grant money so that they can purchase tandem bicycles and go attend races and um, attend clinics. That is fantastic. Yep. That is fantastic. Well, thank you. We, oh it's God. fun. It's, yeah. It makes, you know, you have to find whatever it is that makes you happy so that you can give back. I think giving back seems to be such a, a thread here in Charlotte. People want to mm-hmm. give back and there are a million ways to give back. Um, and it doesn't have to be the way that I give back, but you know, everybody just find your way and yeah. plug in. That's awesome. I'll tell you what, you know, I can't top that. That's incredible. Great story. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm nervous, but I, <laughs> but I'm excited every time I hear a story about somebody who recognized a need and said, here's how I could fill it. I'm always inspired by stuff like that. And, and by you, we're talking to, in case you didn't remember who we're talking to, we're talking to Shannon Houlihan from Paraguides. It's an incredible story. You can you can find the paraguides.org, right? Paraguide, yep. Paraguide.org. Mm-hmm. You just freaking <laughs> or just, or just Google it There's for crying one. out loud. Just Google Sorry. it. Just Google it. You'll find it like that too. You'll find it like that too. Um and they can tell you all about it. I'm sure that if you if you had a question, she would be more than happy to answer it. She's been more than grateful uh, for spending a couple of minutes with us today. We appreciate your time and we look forward to seeing y'all at the Novon Hill Charlotte Marathon and yep. what during a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not too far away. 100 days, actually. 100, perfect. Yep. <laughs> Holy cow, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And we were we were uh, talking earlier, the weather, I understand, is going to be spectacular, so be prepared. Well, lock so, that down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, so that is on lock, and uh, so is Paraguides, and so is Shannon Houlihan. Find them, find out more about it, and if you are willing and able, find some way to participate, or I guess more globally, hey, find your way to give back to, right? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Thank you. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. 
Registration for the November 16th Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, Half Marathon, Relay, 5K, and One Mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your host, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte, released every week.